Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni. And I'm Tefra Jemian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we begin, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. It's that special time of year again where 16 foods go head-to-head in intense matchups while we call up special guest judges to help us decide which one gets crowned food of the year. The winner gets bragging rights, a guaranteed spot in next year's tournament, and of course a whole lot of extra content dedicated to it for the rest of our 2023 season. This is Munch Madness. So it's the semi-finals today, folks. This is it. There are two episodes of Munch Madness 2023 left. Today we will find out who our finalists are. We will find out if we have any returning champs in the final or if it'll be going to the newcomers this year. Uh, I'm excited. I I feel like we have a pretty solid final four here. Absolutely. And I mean, there's a 50% chance that it's going to be entirely newbies and a 50... Well, no, that's not how odds work, but like... 25% chance it's all newbies, 25% chance it's all champions. Uh, Bread and pasta have both won in the past, but hot sauce and berries are absolutely fan favorites. Uh, And at this point, folks, this is the final four. These are guaranteed a spot in next year's champions bracket. So no matter what happens today, uh, we're going to see all of these coming in in 2024. That I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I've been, here's a little peek into my brain for next year. Uh I've been thinking about maybe expanding the brackets a little bit having more than just four maybe going to like six or eight and uh there's something exciting for me about that uh but even if we don't even if i decide to not give us twice as much work to do next Mm -hmm, year mm -hmm. uh out of kindness to future us (laughs) this is a tight four yeah, fresh and tight, tight and fresh. I mean, one of our judges, when I sat down with him, as we sat in the studio, was still not positive which way he was going to vote. These are difficult brackets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So who do we have competing today? I guess we should probably reveal the winner of last week's tiebreaker first so that we can, you know, get that out of the way. Red beet coffee. To probably no one's surprise, given that Bread beat coffee last year too. But uh, once again, they were neck and neck. It was a it was an intense voting round, mm-hmm. and I think Bread really just edged coffee out. Right? Yeah, that's it. It was so, really by a nose. Yeah. So for for like at the beginning of the last day of the voting, Bread and coffee were basically neck and neck. It was like 50, 50 I think at one point it was like fifty three forty seven in mm-hmm. favor of coffee, and then uh, by the end of the day. Bread had pulled ahead to somewhere between sixty and seventy percent of the total vote. I don't oh, remember. okay. So not, so not, not a nose. Yeah, a neck. Yeah, like a good, like a, it was, a it was a clear quarter. win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a clear win, but not necessarily a like huge. Like, yeah, there was no wiping the floor there. Yeah. Um, but once again, bread bread beats coffee. People yeah. want food more than stimulants. Uh, some people, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think what I find really funny, here's a peek behind the curtain. I remember last year, uh, Calvin Kaselke was one of our guest judges. Mm-hmm. And Calvin rallied hard on coffee. Mm-hmm. I think possibly I putting it through to the finale, even, if memory serves. I think that may have been, yeah, it may have been Calvin's vote that put coffee through. Calvin was almost one of the guest judges on last week's episode, but Ooh. there was a scheduling conflict. Ooh, so we might have seen a different round. It almost wasn't Trana who voted bread. There, There is an alternate universe where the, the Calvin scheduling conflict didn't happen, and coffee was now advancing by a unanimous vote. Isn't that wild? We didn't do this on purpose, folks. No. It just happened the way it happened. Crazy. I mean, so, I don't know for sure that Calvin would have voted coffee over bread. Let's be fair. Maybe Calvin's in a different mood this year. It's true. You never know. But in match two, we're going to see hot sauce versus bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And match one, as you know, will be berries versus pasta. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Let's see what our judges have to say. Yeah. 
So our first guest judge here on the semi-finals of Munch Madness 2023 is Keith Sari, the host and producer of The Volume Knob, a storytelling podcast about the songs that saved our lives. Keith, thank you so much for joining us this week on No Bad Food. Thanks for having me, Tom. I'm, I'm pretty excited to get involved in the chat. So uh, we've had you on the show before. The last time that we spoke, I think it was last summer, you uh, you called in to tell us about uh, a mind-blowing, life-changing cheese experience. And that was uh, after Cheese had won the, uh, I guess, 2021 tournament. Uh, since then, bread has, you know, <laughs> risen up. <laughs> oh, come and, on. That's uh, too much. <laughs> became our, our 2022 champion uh, and bread is in fact one of the semi-finalists in today's competition so we'll see how that goes uh we're, we're facing the possibility of a repeat champion for the first time ever which is uh very exciting but we're not going to get into that in the first round because the first semi-final matchup we're voting on today is between the host choice champ berries versus the write-in champ pasta so keith who's your pick for this one and why pasta absolutely has to be my pick for this one okay um and, and I, I don't even know where to begin for me pasta is uh life uh we I, I eat it constantly i feel like it's uh it's versatile it's tactile um and then and then when you broaden it to uh, to like only slightly and broader ideas of noodles mm-hmm. and and my life is noodles like when when i think of when i think of what comforts me or what makes me happy it's it's a plate of ravioli it's it's a it's a carbonara it's it's something that's warm and comforting and cheap and uh yeah so i much love the berries but to me berries like i'm not someone who will sit down and eat a bowl of berries berries are additives or ingredients whereas pasta is sort of a central um guiding force in my culinary life so it's it's not it, it, when you sent me the two semi-finalists uh, the two semi-final brackets sorry i th- i thought oh goodness this isn't to me these things aren't even close like <laughs> it, it, it's, it's all gluten all the time for me on these two so um yeah i i think uh with with much respect, particularly to my uh, maybe healthier eating brothers and sisters out there, um, I I, uh, I have a clear winner, and for me, it's pasta. Sure, yeah, I mean it's tricky, right? Because like depending on how broad we go with our definition of berries, right? Like tomatoes are a berry. Yes. So and you know you put tomatoes in your pasta sauce, all of a sudden it gets a lot harder, right? But yeah, at the same time. I mean, there's so many good pasta sauces that are not tomato based and historically, you know, <laughs> the original well, I, pasta I sauces did not I, I have made, tomatoes. I made Alfredo last week, like classic Alfredo, not right. North American with cream, and it was parm and butter. Yeah. And pepper. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of a little bit of cooking water. And it was it, it was perfect. Yeah. It, it, and it's the kind of thing that um I've had friends I had a, I had a dear friend actually tell me a story about for me the the idea of food and poverty is so interlinked Mm -hmm. you know when I think about the way I grew up and um and how so much of my ideas of comfort and and safety are interlinked with this idea of being fed Mm -hmm. um I had I had a friend talk about when he was a kid his his parents were Russian immigrants and they um, would go a week at a time eating plain pasta with butter on it. Sure. And, you know, I see obviously in his context, that's, that's a description of lack, but also it can be, you know, now that I, I, I don't have to worry about where my groceries are coming from, mm-hmm. it can still be an expression of warmth and home and, right. and, uh, and, and simplicity and, and, you know, like cacio e pepe or something like just, just simplicity and perfection. Mm-hmm. And, um, and to get back to tomatoes, it doesn't have to be warmth, you know, sure. weather, weather is now, you know, we had what, 28 degrees here right. in Montreal this week. And for me, that means pesto, sure. that means cold salads, mm-hmm. that means all of those other things that pasta can do to just make your life awesome. So in fact, if hard pressed, if I had to get rid of other carbs, like if, if it were like a you know, uh, uh, an elimination battle of which carbs lasted, I would imagine for me, pasta would be very late in the, uh, 
in the overall. Sure. Again, with all respect to my healthy brothers and sisters who are going like, you've got to eat some vegetables. And I'm like, yeah, well, okay, I guess so. I'll sprinkle them on the pasta. That's the thing, right? Like any, I, I always, you know, I mean, okay. The name of the show is No Bad Food for a reason, right? Because there is no such thing as bad food. There's, there's no, we like to fight this idea that there's such thing as food that's not good for you. Because at the end of the day, the only food that's not good for you is food that makes you sick. And yeah, obviously you have to have balance in your life. Obviously, like if you eat like six pounds of something in one sitting, you're going to get sick no matter how good the thing is, right? No matter how nutritious, no matter how tasty, no matter how well prepared. So when when we talk about pasta as like healthy versus not healthy, for me, it does a disservice to pasta a little bit because like I work at a pasta shop, right? There's no there's no disguising that I, I'm a little biased here. Uh, I mean, I love berries. Don't get me wrong. If berries won this thing, I would not be mad about it. But like, yeah, I, I would vote. Fa- I would vote for pasta, too, in a heartbeat. And like, I feel healthier now after eating pasta every day for lunch for, you know, the past however many months because I get free pasta for lunch every day and I'm going to take advantage of that. Like, I feel better now than I felt before that. And, like, I think there's something to the nourishment that you get from a comforting meal that's been prepared well and gives you what you need to get through your day, right? In fact, I would say that there's almost nothing more important than life than that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, I, I, uh, I always... You know, when my family has guests over, my wife always rolls her eyes because I constantly cook more. Like, are you sure we need that? I'm like, well, if there's leftovers, it's, you know, because that's an expression of, you know, obviously what you're talking about is almost a physical health thing. But mm-hmm. I, I would I would not only agree with that forcefully, but I would agree with it and expand it to the point where it's like a physical, a, a, a psychological or a, or a social health thing. Sure. Like this idea of not feeling want this mm-hmm. idea of feeling um satisfaction and and all of the things that come along with that are, right. are massive and and to make and to roll it back a little bit to your point about healthy food versus not healthy food uh I, you know i'm leaning on that and it's it's probably just a reflection of my own you know hang-ups about not getting enough vegetables and you know like sure, oh, yeah but but i would I, but what you were what you were describing um reminds me of something that my mom used to say and and I you know constantly in my storytelling and everything else I'm quoting my mother but my mother used to say everything in moderation including moderation mm, um, I like that which which uh you know like yeah maybe eating lasagna three meals a day for for a week at a time is not great for you um but you know there are times when an extra slice is exactly what's called for yeah <laughs> Yeah, hundred so, percent. You know, like, and and yeah, I mean, of all of the the excesses we could bring upon ourselves, um, probably probably one of the most mild ones, you know, and and mm-hmm. and the and the uh, the most satisfying sort of, uh, yeah, I, I um, and and the and the way pasta sits in your belly is also a particularly satisfying thing. Yeah, you know that that particular kind of fullness you get from a carb heavy meal. Um, and that little bit of sleepiness and, and, and all of those sort of, sort of things, you know, with love for berries, unless they're baked in a pie, you're just not getting that same kind of afterglow. <laughs> like it's sure. not the same feeling <laughs> that, that you might get um, from, yeah, from dipping into something uh, substantive like that. Yeah, well, that's it. And like, you know, we talk about this a lot, like pasta just beat rice in uh in last week's matchup and those are those are two like powerhouse grain carb delivery systems right and with both of them they come down to which one of these is like more exciting on its own without a bunch of extra stuff added to it but coming to the extra stuff part like that is i think what makes pasta so exciting for me is like i eat it every day for lunch right but that doesn't mean I eat the exact same dish every day for lunch. Like, right. you know, I'm I'm fortunate enough to be in a situation where there's like four or five options of sauce that I can grab with my free lunch. And then if I want, I can also, you know, splurge and get the fancier stuff off the menu at a discount, you know. But like, I have options here, right? If I'm not feeling meat sauce one day, I can get regular tomato sauce. I can get a rosé sauce. I can get pesto. I can get something spicy. And the amount of cheese I put on it, that's up to me every day, right? Like there's there's so much room for variety in something so simple. 
And that's, I think, right. what is the beauty of pasta. And, and I mean, to get to echo that point or to even expand it, like saucelessness, you know, olive oil. I, I mean, you know, is that a sauce? You know what I mean? It's sure, not a yeah. prepared sauce. It's maybe more of a dressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but you can just dress it in yeah. olive oil and lemon or lemon and butter. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, a, a little bit of cheese and pasta water. Mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you've got, you know, and we, I, if memory serves the last time I was on your show, we did talk a little bit about this idea of, you know, people food, poor people food. Mm-hmm. And it, like, there's just not, like when you start looking at the history of what's happened with what we know is sort of North American Italian food and how it's come over and how it's changed. Like mm-hmm. the Alfredo, the North American Alfredo, which features cream right. as opposed to a, a Italian Alfredo, which is just butter and pepper and cheese. Right? right. Yeah. So there's almost that further expression of like what happens historically when we start we meaning a culture, a food culture, mm-hmm. start having access to more resources and, right. and how it expresses, you know, Sunday gravy or whatever, and how that was just an expression of like people who never had access to meat all of a sudden having access to all of the meats right. and then decided that, that the best way to express that was to gate their families. And, and, and to me, that's, you know, I don't know that that's super relevant in the context of this battle, but I think it's, um, to me, it's, it's, um, the depth of the history of the food mm-hmm. uh, is one of the things that I feel like I'm tying into when I'm cooking it for my family or when sure. I'm eating it. And yeah, I think that's, um, yeah, that's why pasta is the winner for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely understand that. Like uh, we, we talked last time you were here about like, yeah, growing up poor, growing up with like limited resources and having to find joy in the food that we get through that. Like, when when excess is not an option and when sometimes scarcity is the only option right and like right pasta is a perfect food for that it just is yeah. it's just it's simple it's relatively cheap compared to berries which like look especially these days oh like, my goodness like every time i eat a berry my brain explodes right my taste buds are like oh my god that was fantastic give me a couple more of those right but also every time i buy berries at the store it's a conscious decision because they're too expensive and it's like no matter which ones i'm buying i'm like oh, fuck, like okay here we go but worth it but like on a day-to-day eh, i don't think i can afford it well, you know i push back to you a little bit on the on the 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 blown away berries thing because i think again unlike pasta which you know because i mean maybe because it trends towards plain or maybe because most of the time we're buying it dry mm-hmm. there's a consistency of quality that we can rely upon sure. as long as you're yep. buying a, a decent brand of pasta whereas berries like if, if every strawberry were like the strawberries you can get in montreal in august that are coming from quebec sure and, and, and have been fresh picked then we would be in a we would be in a tougher battle i think yeah but but you know you know, we, we both know the length of the winter around here. We get it's seven months. And so <laughs> when I get a strawberry in February in Montreal, it's traveled thousands of miles. It was picked, you know, unripe and, you know, occasionally you get a really good one, but most of the time you're just sort of, you're getting a, a hand-drawn facsimile. Like you're not yeah. getting something. It's, tomatoes are perfect, perfect example. Mm-hmm. There's nothing greater than a freshly picked local tomato in, mm-hmm. in August. And we're that we're again, were we in a, in a climate where we kind of got that all the time, this would have been a much harder decision for me. Sure. But um, given that, uh, you know, and blueberries and, in, in, in like Quebec has got some fantastic local fruit. It's just yeah. that it's only available for like <laughs> the bat of an eyelash yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. That's it. No, I think for me, it's more just like, because of how infrequently I splurge and spend the mm-hmm. extra money to get berries. Sure, I can see that. Every time I eat fresh berries, even if like, you know, fresh in air quotes, sure, maybe they've been shipped from, you know, the other Argentina, the yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, even if they've been shipped a very long way, it still hits me as this thing that my body is like, oh man, that exists, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a really good magical feeling. But yeah, you're right. There, it's not a consistent thing, even within a, a container, right? You might get a box of blueberries where half of them are delicious and the other half tastes like crap. And it's like, okay, well, there goes, you know, $4. And I just dropped, and I just dropped a huge pile of cash on yeah. very little, you know, nutrient <laughs> density there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sure. So a vote for pasta. That's exciting. I uh, I mean, you know, we'll see how the other guest judge votes. But in my mind, 
in my mind, I think there are two clear winners in these matchups. And to me, it's going to make it for a really exciting finale. But let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see how the other guest votes. And also, let's see how you vote in this second matchup. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right. So this is the uh, what I'm going to call the title match. The, the one that determines the fate of our champion, our, our reigning champ from last right. year. Uh, we have the champion's bracket, Bread, the 2022 champ up against the people's choice lead hot sauce so keith how are you voting on this one and why consistently team gluten sure. uh <laughs> put me down put me down for bread um <laughs> and i i feel like it, it it's it's for similar reasons mm-hmm. um but but to to have one reason that's discernible um the greatest smell in the entire world maybe is the smell of bread baking sure and you know you can just imagine it and feel soothed and so uh while bread has some of the similar variabilities in quality that we were talking about regarding berries like there's crap mass manufactured shitty bread out there sure if you are fortunate enough either blessed with time or money to or both to allow yourself good bread and and not much time necessary if you've got decent tools at home to to do good bread um there's nothing better than fresh and 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 again and then it gets back to the these ideas of simplicity and satisfaction mm-hmm. and comfort and uh nourishment in the broadest sense of the word um yeah for me bread is bread is far and, and again variability like mm-hmm. you know is it is it a sweet is it a, is it a you know is it a savory what can we do to you know like what can we you know and all of the all of the application you know everything from sandwiches obviously but um like lately we've been using bread crumbs sure. in everything salads or pastas or and and just all of a sudden you're like this thing does so many other things that that, that yeah no it, it's the fact that it's here as a near returning champion is not a surprise to me mm-hmm. um i think you know cross culturally like the other the other thing like literally everywhere you go in the world there's bread and what does that mean and mm-hmm. yeah no so to my mind uh, not and not to shit on hot sauce which i do like sure. um and I use all the time in various ways and and i do feel fortunate but it doesn't even really seem like a fair fight like yeah. when, when we talked about um when we talked about berries as an additive like sauce hot sauce is literally an additive you would never sit down and just sort of go hey i, I need some sauce. i need some hot sauce yeah whereas maybe you would sit down and eat a bowl of berries right well that's it so, yeah, yeah that for me is it yeah i get that i like i said a minute ago i, I feel like I would have voted the way you voted today. Like bread and pasta to me are the clear like finalist contenders here. I think berries to me was a strong third where if the judges had voted overwhelmingly in favor of berries, I would have been like, that's a crazy upset, but okay, let's see how this goes. But hot sauce, I feel like is, is the weak link in these four. And like, again, no shade to hot sauce. It got to where it got to pretty deservingly like i don't think i don't think at any point did i think that it like stole from the other you know competitors right but i don't think it's got a chance against these three you know i i think it's the weak link of these four uh of these four semifinalists but that just to me means that you set up your bracket properly because you didn't have <laughs> you didn't have a, a semifinal where the two were you know the, the the stereotypical semifinal where either one of them should have been meeting in the final and then you had a vast like bread versus pasta in the semis and then yeah. a dominant dominant appearance in the final between one of the gluten champions and and berries likely so well and honestly yeah, I, like i i don't even feel like i can really take credit for that like i i set up the bracket the way that i did day one and hoped for the best and i think it just worked out nicely this way <laughs> well the, 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 your 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 listeners and your guests are are uh yeah thoughtful people i think and it what's funny for me is um, when I think about hot sauce, I also think, you know, it's for your listeners benefit. I'm, I'm a middle-aged guy. I'm 51 years old, um, which I think means a couple of things about my palate. Like, like I, I didn't search out spice as much when I was younger. I, I liked it, uh, tolerated it. Whereas I feel like now 
as I get a little older, I need to increase the mm-hmm. intensity of a flavor profile. Well, need, strong word. I really do prefer sure. to in- increase the intensity of my flavor profile of food. And that might be because my taste buds are getting a little dulled by by age. But um, I literally, uh, at least one meal a day, I, you know, I, I never eggs with racha or, or, you know, Mexican hot sauce on them. And I, and I, I'm constantly trying to ease my children into spicier food so that I can make it for all of us as opposed to just making food and then, you know, drowning it in, in extra spice when I, when I serve it. So, um, and, and, and chili, all of these other sort of variables that I think are just amazing, but yeah, no, it's, it's kind of like saying, is the winner of your food bracket a food or is it something you add to food in this case? to my mind it's not not close yeah exactly no that's it i uh, it makes a lot of sense to me that these two are the uh the ones that are gonna well again theoretically we don't know how the other judge voted yet like you are the first on this episode so maybe hey, well, we'll, the see, other we'll person... see uh we'll see if they are of like mind but oh. yeah we'll see we'll see what happens but like in my mind this makes sense and like bread is our returning champ pasta actually was the first ever munch madness winner uh, of our, I guess, 29, no, 2020 tournament. Yeah, 2020 was the first year we did this. Um, so to me, it makes sense, you know, if these two end up fighting each other in the finals, like we will see our first ever repeat champion. That makes a lot right. of sense to me, like that the seeding worked out this way. Like, uh, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, yeah, just to kind of, because um, you said something earlier that that I clicked on that I wanted to come back to. The thing about like cheap factory made kind of shitty bread, right? I want to kind of, I want to kind of like bounce back on that a little bit. Cause I think even that, even the like lowest common denominator bread is awesome a little bit. Like when you think about that as like, like, yeah, you know, any day of the week, I would rather have a fresh baked artisanal loaf of bread that I can smell coming out of the oven when I walk into the store to buy it. And I can like tear apart with my hands and it's warm and it's fluffy and it smells incredible but when i need a quick fix of bread if i if i can just get like a two dollar long loaf of plain white bread that like you take out of the bag and it's like clearly like bleached a little bit and like there's really sugar yeah like there's nothing super compelling about it but i can get that and it's still it's a little soft you still got some crust for a little textural variety and like there's nothing better for like a grilled cheese sandwich than like the Literally, cheapest slice of bread I was gonna say that. like the, the way i will go to the mat for for wonder bread is is <laughs> yeah. that that it it uh it makes it it makes a hell of a grilled cheese sandwich that's it um so yeah i i you know everything in moderation including moderation there you right? go like I, I i um our grocery store go to and it's it's gotten crazy expensive recently so we're not buying it as much anymore but um is sun-made cinnamon raisin bread sure which the kids just go crazy for it's good and so we what's well, amazing yeah. yeah i mean and and it's, and it's not the same thing as as a as sort of the bargain basement wonder bread because mm-hmm. for 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 all kinds of reasons but um yeah i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to leave anybody with you and that i'm a snob about it. <laughs> like <laughs> like uh for, for me like when i when i talk about making bread at home for me it's often just um i don't know if you've ever seen the recipes for for one pot bread like you you sure. get a you get a, a like a, a le crusade or some, some sort of heavy cast iron pan and you just do it in the oven and that takes there's no kneading involved just a little bit of yeast and then at that point you're for for 60 cents as opposed to two dollars you're getting like legit super high quality Mm -hmm. white bread x sugar x bleach x x x right so um that would be much more likely to be in my house but um yeah there's a there's a time and place for all of those things including including wonder bread with uh tomato soup and and grilled cheese and american cheese not fancy not fancy uh you know cheddar cheese or whatever yeah exactly that's it when you start using fancy cheeses and fancy breads in your grilled cheese sandwich it stops being a grilled cheese sandwich and becomes a croque monsieur and there's room for that in the world but we got to call it what it is you know including 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 in my belly it should be said but (laughs) the thing my life changed recently when i learned that the best way to make a a grilled cheese slash croque monsieur is to is to put weights on it and, and oh, put sure. down pressure on the bread 
um, while while doing a grilled cheese. And all of a sudden, I went from being kind of moderate about grilled cheese to being a grilled cheese obsessive. The grilled cheese that changed my life recently <laughs> is uh, there's this and and. I think that we can, you know, argue about whether or not this is really a grilled cheese. Uh, And I think that, like, officially it is not. Well, you're the one who said that it's not grilled cheese if it's fancy bread. So you're the the one putting the fences up. That's it. So here here it is. It's called the mozzarella and carrozza. And uh, it's an Italian snack that's basically like taking a grilled cheese sandwich but putting a little bit of like ham or or mortadella or you know whatever kind of meat you can get your hands on inside it and a little bit of bechamel in there as well on the inside and then you bread it and you deep fry it oh damn yeah now that to me is is like ugh. Beautiful, wonderful. So do you have to grill it for it to be a grilled cheese is the big question. Well, right? see, I guess, and, and, and yeah. we're pan frying it. Like we call it grilled, but it's not really grilled most of the time. It's pan fried. That's the thing. I would say like this thing is absolutely not a grilled cheese, but it's kind of the next step up for me from a grilled cheese in terms of like it can still be super right. fucking simple. You just take that extra step of frying it instead. And and that is a beautiful, beautiful. I've never thing. even heard of that. It's like a pizza fritti, but with bread in it instead of pizza crust. A little, eh? yeah. C- come by the store this week sometime. I'll, I'll sell you Damn, one. There, yeah, because they're really fucking good. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, oh, I love Italian food it's so much. So good, so good. Okay, so so pasta and bread. Speaking of loving Italian food, this is uh this is good. This is exciting. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how the other guest votes. I. Uh, on a logistical level, I'm really hoping they just vote the same way as you because doing a tiebreaker going into the final is always a little bit of a logistical nightmare. Like it reduces the amount of time I have to record. It like right, have, it's right. all these extra steps. It'd be really nice if it was straightforward, but at the same time, could be exciting, could be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Little 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 respectful disagreement is always compelling. So exactly. yeah, you never know. But but I think I think <laughs> again, I would be very interested to hear a candidate. Um, another voter what their logic would be for particular hot sauce over bread I think that's mm-hmm. that's a you know you can, I can see a world in which I don't know don't don't invite anyone who's celiac or something like that <laughs> maybe that maybe that will you'll end up in your in your nightmare situation there for sure just by default but uh but otherwise yeah yeah We'll see. We'll see. Keith, thank you so much for uh, being one of our guest judges here on the semifinals of Munch Madness 2023. Uh, before I let you go, you have any final words of wisdom about delicious gluten and or, uh, you know, stuff you want to plug, places people can find you, now's your chance. Sure. So the Volume Knob podcast is a uh, bi-monthly discovery of stories about music and the way it makes us feel you can if you're interested in things that sound like that get over to the website which is www.volumeknob.net or you can search us out on all the regular social media places and if they're in montreal we are doing a volume knob live uh, along with confabulation which is a lovely montreal storytelling series on may 13th at Salarosa, which will include a live band. I'm exceedingly excited about it. It's going to be super fun. And tickets for that should go on sale soon. And those there'll be links to that on all the social media for the podcast. Beautiful. Yeah, that's so exciting. I love I love your show. I love Confabulation. I'm excited that you guys are doing a show together. And uh, I'll make sure there's links in the description for everything so that people can find it easily. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Tom. Yeah, thanks for doing this. All right. So, uh, yeah. There's Keith Sari who voted, uh, honestly, not dissimilarly to how I would have voted. Like, I kind of feel like like bread and pasta to me are the, like, clear ones to go forward here. The man likes his starch. What he can does, I say? He does. Gluten all the way. I, I feel like it's also telling that those two are the two that have won the show before. They are the two returning champs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and they're champs for a reason. They're, yeah. they're a considerable backbone of food culture yeah (laughs) baby baby yeah i mean that's the thing right like wheat has been being ground and mixed with water and other things and turned into various applications for millennia and not just wheat i mean bread is all kinds of grains honestly like pasta arguably is all kinds of grains if we if we look at you know rice noodles which are used yeah uh, which are i believe older than wheat pasta I would be willing to believe that. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And so like for these two to be, you know, 
like these two make sense to me as returning champs and we'll see yeah. you know we'll see how our second guest votes I, I don't know for sure but uh to me those make sense as as ones to go for you know i mean it really just depends maybe our next judge is going to be someone real fruity and spicy Speaking of things that make sense and are also fruity and spicy, this show? Which one of us fruity and which is spicy? Oh, honey, you know we're both both. All right, folks, if you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. Maybe it's a button that literally says subscribe. Maybe it's a thumbs up. Maybe it's a check mark or a plus. Or a little heart. There could be a little heart, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a really weird podcatcher where in order to subscribe to a show, you have to like complete a platforming level of a video game that's built into the app and like actively go and like push a button in the game that subscribes you to the po- I don't know. Someone's got to have gamified podcast listening by now, right? Here's a way to gamify it. Listen to every episode of our show with a checklist, and you'll get 10 points for each episode you listen to. I'll give you the points. Don't ask me what they're for, but you can get a high score. Gamification. If you listen to every episode of our show and you can provide proof of it, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we'll give you a special little shout out. Yeah. Do it. We're getting close to episode 100. a special little song. Yeah, we'll sing you a song. We'll sing you a special song. A special song. I don't promise it'll be good, but I do promise it'll be special. So special. So special. So special. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. If you're not an Apple Podcast user, you know, that's okay. You can share with people. You can post to your socials. You can promote the episode your own little ways. You can add a little link button in your Instagram story with a little link that says listen now and you can say something about the episode that you like, like maybe the fact that we sang you a special little song. It's true. We could sing you a special little song and you could do a little link. Do a little link for us, huh? For every new rating and review we get during the month of April, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in our home neighborhood of NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. There is no other way to turn zero into six, so if that math is exciting for you, you're a big nerd. Go do it, you big nerd. Hey, don't be rude to Gab. You can read all about what the depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. We are continuing. Speaking of trying to numbers big, we're trying to grow our (laughs) Patreon to reach our $50 a month goal. When we get there, we'll be launching the No Bad Food Recipe Club, (laughs) where each month we'll post new recipes for you to try out and share with your friends and family. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's two ways to do this. You can either become a member if you're not a member already, or you can up your pledge by a dollar or two if you are already a member. Um, yeah. Any amount counts. But if you're not already part of our gang, what are you waiting for? Uh, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod today and join our merry band of thieves. Yeah. Help us steal things. <laughs> Like your money. Yeah. Speaking of goals, you may have noticed that this is episode 98. What? What? And 98 is just two away from 100. It sure is. And wouldn't it be nifty if we hit that 50 by the time we hit that 100? <gasps> nifty 50. Nifty 50. 100 100. Wouldn't That's what it I always be nice say. if we had money? Hey, no special songs yet. They didn't subscribe. Come on. <laughs> uh, strike that from the record. Editor. If you want to help us get that goal by the 100th episode, that'd be great. And speaking of the 100th episode, we have a special plan for our 100th episode. We do, we do. We're going to do an AMA. What does that stand for? It stands for Ask Me Anything. Wait, it's not the American Mario Bros. Association. That's a very different episode. Shit. So wait, what is an AMA then? Explain it to me. Ask Me Anything, uh, made popular on Reddit, is a scenario in which our listeners can ask us anything at all. It does not have to be food related. It can be personal life questions. (laughs) It can be... Uh, Food questions, obviously. It can be questions about how we started the show. It can be anything you want. If you're just like, I want to hear Teffer and Tom's take on this, or I want to hear Teffer and Tom's story about this, um, ask us and we'll respond. Ask us what we're reading these days. Ask us if we have any suggestions of electives you should take next semester. Ask us if we have a recommended microphone that we use in the studio. Uh, Ask us what we have for breakfast that morning. There's the the possibilities are literally endless. You can ask us anything. Literally anything. So uh, how are we? How are we gathering these questions? Uh, People can submit them to us via the social medias at No Bad Food Pod. Any way you know how, send us a message, slide into our DMs. Mm-hmm. We'll That's probably it. also set up a, um, 
little uh, uh, question box on our social media at some point this week yeah. or next week for people to throw questions in there. But you can just DM us. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We'll take them. All right. Speaking of taking them, let's see who takes the win this week with our next guest judge. Let's do it. Segways. All right. Judging for us in this semifinal round, we have Chris Walker, train man and the most Taurus person I know. Chris, welcome to the show. Tell me, what have you been doing these days? You know what? Just been writing editorial copy for my local transit agency out here in seattle and been walking around seattle with my little dog and my monochromatic sweatsuits and my dog sometimes matches actually literally she was matching today she's got a little green sweater and i'm wearing a green sweat force green sweatsuit so just keeping it chill love this for you absolutely love Thank this you. for you so uh as you know you're in on a very important round here we're at the That's semifinals cool. We're deciding who's going to be battling it out for the crown. How are you feeling? You know what? Sometimes I was going to say something dumb, like God gives his best soldiers the worst, ba- his biggest battles. And then mm-hmm. I was like, that's too fucking stupid. But no, I'm really, I'm just really excited. <laughs> I don't know how to properly convey excitement. You've known me too long. <laughs> this has never changed. <laughs> if Either Chris says he's excited, small. he's excited. The tone conveys nothing. <laughs> Tone conveys nothing. <laughs> Facial expressions are everything. <laughs> Facial ex- expressions, too, are very subtle, though. I just, you know, I've known you for 20 years, so I feel like I have a bit of a... 25? How long have we known each other now? How old is the school? The school is 20 years. Okay. 21 years, so we've known so, each other 21, 21 years. years. Yeah. All right. Well, so today, we've got berries versus pasta. And then we're going to move into hot sauce versus bread. How are you feeling about these contenders? I love all these contenders. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all major forces in my life. Mm-hmm. God, I almost just had strawberries for breakfast this morning before doing this. And then I was like, I'm getting too nervous. I can't go and eat like right before. Right. You have to eat all of them right before. I'd have to eat all of them right yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're you're kind of in a tra- having to pick your favorite children situation here, huh? Exactly. Yeah. And we know that Misha's going to win that. Yeah. Because you can't really dress a, a, a berry in a little matching sweatsuit and take it for a walk. You can't. Yeah. My God. Listen, <sighs> if I could, I would. If I could put fruit in... <laughs> Chris fruit is thinking and, about fruit it. Fruit costumes. Now okay. I'm thinking about Chris it. Chris is thinking about fruit costumes. Fruit costumes. But I don't know. Mishka is much cuter in a costume. She's got a little sheep costume that she sometimes puts on, and that's always a fun time. So, okay, so winning the bracket this year is Mishka. Yes. I think we also have to choose between the food. So let's start this off. Uh, speaking of fruit and costumes, berries versus pasta, where are we going to go? Honestly, I got to go with pasta. Damn, just like that. Yeah. Like that just, listen, I love berries. I love strawberries so much. I literally, my birthday is, what's today? Uh, My birthday is in like five days. Mm -hmm. I am for my birthday making myself a strawberry cake with a cream cheese frosting. And I'm going to, and I'm making the cake. I'm making the cake today, but I'm making the cake with like strawberry soda. So I don't have to put eggs or any of that junk in it right. and then i'm gonna whip it together and then i'm gonna put a layer of strawberries in between because i have to use up some strawberries i got in the fridge but like i might go get some blueberries to go and add to that layer and everything and i i love berries if i love a berry compote i love every time i see raspberry cornettos at the starbucks uh-huh. reserve i just sit there and i go just salivate mm-hmm, from mm-hmm, my mouth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I remember pasta is maybe some of the most versatile stuff I've ever seen in my entire life. Like mm-hmm. berries, you can really just only do breakfast and dessert with. Pasta, you can you can honestly finesse your way into a, eating pasta for breakfast, and it's not as weird as you think. I honestly, but the th- two things I keep coming back to with pasta is how much I love broccoli alfredo from, mm. like, any Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any distinctly right now, but, oh, my God. I Every time I see alfredo or even just, like, a simple, like, spaghetti and meatballs with a good red sauce. Now, if I wanted to get real pedantic about this, I could point out the tomatoes are berries, and you're not going to have... 
a bolognese or like spaghetti and meatballs without berries. Oh, I did not realize that. Can't I never put that together. Oh my god, this doesn't change my mind. But <laughs> my lord, Jeffer, that berries is are everywhere. Bananas berries are berries. Are everywhere. Bananas are berries. Bananas are berries. What? Passion fruit are berries. Persimmons are berries. Yeah. Everything's a berry. Yeah. Yeah, persimmons are very berry like. Am I a berry? Yeah. Is are what I mean, do you have a little matching purple sweatsuit? Actually, I might. Because if you have that, I think you're a berry, officially. Yeah. Oh my lord. But you're still gonna vote against yourself, against your own nature. Against my own nature. Go for pasta. Well, also because of uh, macaroni pie, which is just basically Fair. pasta, pasta dish. Like macaroni and cheese is just pasta with a lot of cheese, gooey cheese with it. Macaroni pie is just macaroni and cheese, except from Trinidad and like all the West Indies. And mm-hmm. it's just very well seasoned, very, very well seasoned sometimes. Uh, macaroni and cheese baked in a little dish. Sometimes you put a little tempered egg. Sometimes you put a little evaporated milk. You decide. Mm-hmm. I've seen people do both with a little mustard powder. Oh, Some man, yeah. Mustard mustard in anything with pasta and cheese is like, oh, yeah. absolutely. Like, I've always mixed a little mustard into my bechamel for, for mac and cheese. Yes, five yeah. stars. So good. So good. Well, that's pasta then. We're moving yeah. forward. And I can tell you that you're the second vote for pasta, so pasta will be moving forward to the finals. Oh, boy. Final contender. Now, let's see how interesting this is going to get. Because we've got hot sauce versus bread. And I know this one's hard for you, too. I love hot sauce. I love hot sauce like I like I love my own child. Like, I would love my own child. I don't have no children. He's just as close as I got. I have one godson. That's about it. Love you, Aceon. And I love bread. I, listen... When I've been broke, deeply, deeply broke, I've known that I could just buy like a full stock of a full loaf of bread for like a dollar every now and again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also grew up in a culture with hot sauce readily available in little like baby containers, little pepper sauce that my aunt makes. That's hot sauce. Yeah, it's it's deeply delicious and will burn your mouth off hot sauce. Actually, if you ever have a sinus headache. Go find yourself some scotch bonnet hot sauce. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It clears me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, really shocked coffee isn't here. Yeah, coffee lost to bread in the last round. Wow. Yeah. Coffee catching L's. Coffee need to get some better branding. I mean, coffee's made it to the, well, made it to the finals last year, made it to the uh, quarterfinals this year. Like, it's a strong contender, but I think people were just really feeling like things they can sink their teeth into this year is kind of what I'm getting. Mm, um, that's a good point. But uh, I, I am. I mean, I'm impressed that hot sauce made it this far because we don't usually see condiments making it this far in the competition. And I think that really just shows the like enduring popularity of hot sauce and, and its that's appeal. True. Sort of got a very broad appeal. I've seen a lot more people I know just being very ready to dump a load of hot sauce on things. And mm-hmm. I used to think that that was just a sign that they might have COVID and they lost <laughs> their taste and they weren't worried about anything. But now I'm just going, wow, people, you know, the food here is trash where people just want to expand their taste, want a little heat with their food. <laughs> Helping people people survive uh, Seattle cuisine or? No, there's some, there are actually some great restaurants out yeah. here. They're, I I keep imagining Katsu Burger right now, yeah. which is just basically, I think I've, have I explained that? No, but it sounds like Katsu no. on a burger, which sounds like a yeah. beautiful idea. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those restaurants that I can only imagine in Seattle, mm-hmm. but I can't imagine anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't like, know. I can't imagine this becoming a major franchise, but right. like, if you're ever out here, Katsu Burger. I mean, honestly, Capital. when you were describing your birthday cake, I was like browsing airfares. I was like, how fast can I get out there? <laughs> Can I get Fair a bite enough. of this? Yeah, I've always had good experiences with like street food in Seattle, like the stalls at Pike Place and like the uh, D's yeah. dogs. Oh my God, such good hot dogs. Oh my God. Yeah. I love D's dogs. I went to a music festi- festival, when was this, in 2021, and D's dogs were out there, and yeah. I went back like seven times. Yeah. They, they upcharged me, but I, I didn't care. When we, when we were there for PodCon 2, so like back in uh, 2019, I guess it was early 2019, we were having these dogs like every day. <laughs> yeah. So 
Okay. Actually, I don't think that they're far, far away from me. I think they're like right in, um, right in like the downtown yeah. like business area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the I, time, they were like outside of the convention center. I assume that was because there was a convention going on. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, it was good. It was good. It was good. But uh, yeah, I mean, burgers, hot dogs, both things improved by bread. Both things improved by hot true. sauce. Both things very much improved by hot sauce. Yeah. 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 Now, would you rather have a really good hot dog with just a bun or a really good hot dog with just hot sauce? But is a hot dog still a hot dog if there's no bun? Uh, my children would argue yes. Because right, they'll eat. One of logic. my children would argue yes. The other one would not, I think. I trust their logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Toby who would vote yes, just if you want to <laughs> weigh it that way at all. Oh, but God said yes. Oh, man. Ooh. You know what? Mm. I need that bun for a hot dog. Yeah. I need that bun. Sadly, yeah. Gotta go against Toby on this one. Damn. Is that what decides your vote? I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah, a hot dog's not a, not a hot dog without the bun. I gotta vote bread. All right. Well, we've got <laughs> us a unanimous semi- semifinal here. My We're- girlfriend just uh, thumbs up in the background <laughs> because she's, she's very pro-bread. Well, I mean, you know, who isn't? Honestly, I guess I guess some people are anti-bread, but like, do we need them here? I don't know. That's true. Well, wait, you're not anti-bread. No, I love bread. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I thought I said I. I would assume people with celiac or any gluten intolerance so are my, anti-bread. My gluten intolerance, uh, uh, is like a thing that happens sometimes. It's like uh, mm. related to my autoimmune stuff. So right now I'm doing good and I can eat bread and I'm very happy about it. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> but no, I mean we're not we're not we're not trying to discriminate against the celiac. I love many people with celiac, um, but you all can actually have gluten-free bread and that is a field that is rapidly expanding impressively expanding at that and i think that's one of the things that's great about bread is its versatility you know like you can make bread out of all kinds of grains and you know while i think we're all ultimately thinking about a traditional white bread like that's so good um there's also just a lot of different kinds a lot of different things you can go with um yeah so we're going into oh zucchini bread yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. We're looking at a very starchy finale. Uh, everybody's going for their comfort carbs this year. Of course. Um, I have no idea which way this is going to go. If we're going to have a repeat of last year, or if we're going to have a repeat of our first year, because both of these have won Munch Madness before. We had it's pasta the return our very of the first Titans. year. Yeah, and we had bread last year, and uh, damn. The Italian restaurants are going to do good business off of this because. Oh my God. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Well, Chris, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed Always. this. Always a good time to have you on. I hope you have a really good birthday. I think this is going to be coming out pretty close to your birthday, actually. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to really enjoy that cake. I'm going to go to Cheesecake Factory. I'm yes. Gonna do it up. Yes. I love this. Okay. Do it. Yeah. Eat a lot of food. Enjoy yourself. I will document it all. Fantastic. Before we go, is there anything you want to plug uh, on this? Do you have anything going on right now? Oh, my God. I have nothing to plug. I have no big projects coming up. I wish I had, like, a rallying cry or something like that. Let's keep uh, women's healthcare rights open and available to them because that is a really big thing going on right now. And... I have no idea how Florida got a six-week abortion ban, but fuck that shit. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that, really. That's a great thing to plug. Uh, just for the record, I have never had a pregnancy diagnosed before six weeks. That's what a six-week abortion ban means. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Actually, my mom found out she was pregnant with me at five months. Five, six months? Yeah. Something surprise, around that baby. Break. Yeah. Yeah. Big surprise. Damn. And to definitely not my surprise, we have a double unanimous vote here in the semis. Everybody loves starch. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. We have some gluten supremacy happening. Oh in my the, goodness! Uh, finale this year. Now this is. I mean, this is. It's going to be interesting to see if mm-hmm. people are feeling more twenty. When was the first year we did this? 2019? 2019 or a little more twenty twenty two these days. It was twenty twenty. Was it 2020? Yeah, because we started this in person and then we finished it remotely. I remember. 
All right, folks. Crazy. So let's see how this goes. Yeah, that's it. Are are you are you an old school pasta fan? Are you a post COVID bread enjoyer? <laughs> are you the the Chad bread enjoyer or the virgin pasta fanatic? Are you going for the bread basket at Olive Garden or the fettuccine? Ooh, are you gonna get some long noodles in your mouth? Or are you gonna munch some fluffy clouds of bread? Let's find out on next week's Munch Madness Finale! (laughs) I'm excited. Whoever wins next week, we'll have our first ever repeat champion. I'm starting to be worried about, like, anybody else ever having a chance. Yeah. Because what have we had so far? Pasta, cheese, and bread? Yeah. What if we just keep going pasta, cheese, and bread in this uh, never-ending cycle? (laughs) You know, I'd be fine with it. I like all three of those things. I could talk about all three of those things a lot. I do think coffee deserves to win sometime, though. I mean, I feel like maybe something that is a vegetable or a fruit deserves to win. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this time I'll be lucky. No little songs. Maybe this time he'll stay. This is Broadway. I'm not making it up. You can't make little songs. I'm not making it up. It's Broadway. I didn't write this. That's not special. Maybe this time, for the first first time, love won't hurry away. So should we we wrap things up? Should we be done? Sure. Thank you so much for listening to No Bad Food. Do you want to be part of the conversation? Hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Tefer Bear and at Tom Zalatni. Send us questions for our 100th episode AMA. Ask Do us it. anything. Anything Oh, you it should want. be an AUA. AUA. We're going to do an AUA for episode 100. And if you don't submit anything, we won't have anything to talk about. So AUA <laughs> on the social medias. If you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better and help us reach that $50 a month goal by the 100th episode, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to donate. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Gab, Thomas, Anne, Erica, Chantal, Andrew, David, Mallory, Sarah, Nell, Carol Ann, and Rachel. Once again, Chantal and Andrew's names are not in that order on this copy, but for some reason I keep jumping over Andrew to Chantal and going back to Andrew and then moving forward to David. I don't know what it is. It's like the third week in a row that my brain has done this to me. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show and to hear Tom shuffle your names around in the outro. Uh, If that's exciting for you, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and make it happen. Ooh, you never know what order it's going to come in. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to keep you on your toes. Speaking of your toes, we also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our merch store at the Podcavern. Maybe something for your toes, like... um, a shirt or a hat or a mug with our logo on it that you could dip your little your little footy beans in. A mug you can dip your footy beans in? Yeah, with our logo on it. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, it's for your toes. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Maybe share it with your friend who likes toes. Um, sure. Do that. Our theme music is by Zach Gluten Supremacy Ingles and our cover art is by David Big Toe Fan. <laughs> You, David doesn't deserve this. David doesn't deserve anything you do to him. <laughs> our theme music is by Zach Luton Supremacy Angles, and our cover art is by David Wickyfeet Flam. No, okay, let me do this. Let me do this. Shush. Our theme music is by Zach Gluton Supremacy Angles, and our cover art is by David Starch Contrast Flam. Nailed it. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, the show is produced by me, Tom Zalatni, and you, Tefer Jemian, and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Podcavern Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcavern.com. Bye-bye. See you next week for the finale. No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. 
Have you ever wondered what it's like to live in a city full of superheroes? To literally see people fly across the sky? To... To... Oh, ah, crap. What are you up to, Angus? Oh, hey, Sal. Uh, I'm trying to record an ad for the podcast. Heroes don't do paperwork? Yeah, that one. Need any help? Yeah, actually. Um, I'm just trying to tell people about the show, about, about how you and I work at a newspaper in Super City, and how we interview various citizens, from the people we call neighbors to the city's greatest heroes. But I'm having trouble wording it. You could just use that section you recorded and put that in. Huh. Yeah, I, I suppose I could. Thanks, Sal. Don't worry about it. I'm off to the office supply store. It got hit with a shrink ray, so everything is 50% off. Want to come? You know what? I, I kind of do. Oh, uh, for those of you hearing this, if you want to hear more about the thrilling adventures and heroics of Super City, come check out Heroes Don't Do Paperwork on the Podcavern Network. All right, let's go.